Hey, if you want to come hang out with us live every Monday and Wednesday night, go ahead and follow us on Twitch, twitch.com slash Media. Click the notification bell and never miss whenever we go live. We're having fun over here. Seeing Keone gritty tonight. That's, that's, you, y'all missed it, but tune in next time. Welcome into the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and like, subscribe, follow, whatever it's called, wherever you are listening to this, and tell a friend. This is where you're getting your best, the best fantasy football advice, helping you win your fantasy football championships. I am JJ. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me, I got Keone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody of all the nominations. Oh, my goodness. You are probably going to see some interesting tweets from the Fantasy Daydreamers with me and them from this week, but I will not be doing one of them. However, you will be getting an extra dose, hopefully, of Twitter content from me on this special Thanksgiving Thursday. And the only place to see that is at Daydreamer Keone. And Ryan is here. Hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you, you, did, you did hey in the beginning. I just like the way you did it. You said, <laughs> hey. Oh, uh, this is cool. I like it, man. I'm going to do the same thing. I don't know if I'm ever going to tweet again. My last tweet was probably the best tweet I ever had in my career. But if I do tweet again, R-O-K-K-O. Daydreamer. You know, it's like a surprise. It'll be a gift next time I tweet. Mm. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, it is hopefully Thanksgiving whenever you are listening to this because we got three games today. So hopefully you're listening mm. to this. Uh, get some advice before that. So I got a question. Besides all like the, the, the dishes that are already at the Thanksgiving table, like the turkey, I know Ryan, you, you're a ham man, but so besides ham, mashed potatoes, stuffing, all that stuff. What would you add to the Thanksgiving meal if you could bring one dish? Mm. That's a good question. And it's kind of easy for me, actually. It's going to be um, candy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, the actual dish I would have... Candy DMs, hold the DMs, please. <laughs> Hold them all, please. <laughs> no yams on my plate. Guarantee it. Um, I'm going to have to go with... Um, let's add a little more meat to this. Steak it up. Let me get some steak on the, on the Thanksgiving table. Turkey, steak, ham. We're eating good. Okay. Here's what you need to do. You need to go and find yourself an older Southern black lady and bring her to your Thanksgiving. One, just for general camaraderie. Um, and two, and also diversify your, you know, your point of view and all that sort of stuff. Good stuff. Become Are you a better saying person. That every Thanksgiving table needs a token black person. 
Not a token. No. No, 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 go take a black person. Take a grandma from her home. Befriend one. Befriend somebody. Genuinely befriend somebody. And then have them bring their mac and cheese. It will change your life. Exactly. So, yeah. And you know what? Like, unfortunately, and maybe, you know, if you get in, if you get in good enough, she might pass that recipe on to you. So, I don't know. You know, I'm just saying. Still, you'll still learn a season it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah. If you're not having mac and cheese at your Thanksgiving, you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if, that, if that doesn't, if that's what it is, I'm going mac and cheese too. Easy one. I thought that was already at the table. That's what I thought too. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I a lot of people. That layup. Come on. Yeah. I, don't oh, that table. I thought you bring something new. That's why I was adding a backstory to it. Um, fine. Ambrosia salad. No. Um, dessert instead of pie. A little creme brulee. I do like. I do like bruschetta. bruschetta. Bring bring a charcuterie board. <laughs> bring some cheese and hot meat. <laughs> yeah. More meat. Sorry. Know. That is it. That is. <laughs> It is a good. I don't, I don't want hot meat like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> All right, let's get into some news. All right, so big surprise here: the Rams waived running back Daryl Henderson from the team. Crazy one. He was then claimed by the Jaguars. How do you guys feel about this? I, I genuinely was surprised, you know, with all the, the with the whole Cam Akers thing and, you know, with him. I know. Like, Cam I Akers know. is like, what the fuck did he do? How did I, how did I <laughs> do that? Did he get I out asked of here? for this. <laughs> I averaged less yards per carry. I missed more blocks. I've been trying to throw this whole season away. <laughs> yeah. Wild stuff. Um, and he goes to the Jaguars where he's, you know, going to be behind uh, Travis Etienne. So I, I think it's cool for him. He's behind a better offensive line now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Panthers will start Sam Darnold at quarterback this week. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> the circle of life right yeah. there. Carousel of Tried to replace him. And he was, and he came back. (laughs) (laughs) Jets announced that Zach Wilson will not start this week and they will start Mike White. Oh, shit. Good. Keone's lit right now. I know. Robot Mike. He's been rebuilt. Oh. Technology. Twitch. That's why you, or everyone, that's why you have to go to our Twitch to see Keone smile when he heard Mike White. (laughs) Da dun 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 dun. (laughs) Da dun 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 dun. Da-da-da. It's Mike White coming this fall. Nobody is safe. Love it. Um, are, are you willing to start any any Jets players? No, no, I don't like Garrett Wilson. Probably not. You know, that'd be the only one I can think of, and because Michael Carter and and um. James Robinson. Yeah, no. no. Uh, maybe the a, a really huge long shot, maybe Conklin. But that's like if you're in like a 20-man league. 
or something. <laughs> and you're really hoping Garrett that- Wilson is the person I would start the most. Mm-hmm. But I mean, last time we saw Mike White, he didn't do so great. Yeah. There's a reason why he lost the job after having that huge game versus the Bengals. So it's all right. They had to reboot. Again. They had to reboot the franchise. Texans will bench quarterback Davis Mills and will start Kyle Allen this week. Can I say that this is a little confusing simply because everyone in the Texans knew they were going to be bad and they didn't make a bunch of additions. So what did you think Davis Mills was going to do? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you got to help him out a little yeah. bit. What's the point of benching him? You know, this is this is Zach Wilson. You didn't spend multiple first round picks and second round picks to surround him. Yeah, I don't know, man. Doesn't make sense. Joe Burrow says the Bengals expect Jamar Chase to play this week. He returned to practice on Wednesday in a limited form. So if Jamar Chase is out. The head there. coach basically said it. So. Yeah. Okay. That was, uh, that's what I was going to ask if the coach reiterated it. But. Oh, no, I don't know. But Joe Burrow basically runs the organization. So I believe. Joe <laughs> <him. laughs> so Cool. Yeah. Uh, if Jamar Chase is out there, you play him? Yeah. Yeah. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford was declared out. He's in concussion protocol and dealing with a neck injury. Bryce Perkins is expected to get the start this week for the Rams. They, I feel like they did just what you said, JJ. It's like, let's wait. Let's wait. All right. He can't play on Sunday. Oh, no. Oh, darn. Oh, <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not trying not to start any Rams either. No. Yeah. Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards Alaire was placed on IR with a high ankle sprain. So we no longer have to worry about him. Oh, peace of mind. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. That'll do it for the news. Let's move on to a final trade target. All right. So most leagues trade deadlines this week. So if you need a trade to get done, you got to get it done now. So it's right here. Who is someone you are trading for? Make that push for the playoffs and hopefully win your fantasy championship. So I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard. This might be going out on a limb, but I'm hoping Goddard managers are considering him a guy who at this point is kind of filling up their bench. Um, Some, you know, some may be thinking that for sure. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to try and take advantage of that. You know, they may have mentally moved past, you know, him since he's on IR and, you know, they might not be able to afford him being on in that spot when they need to make that push in these crucial final weeks before playoffs and his matchups in playoffs also don't look super, super great um, in terms of favorable for the tight end with Chicago, Dallas and new Orleans um, being weeks 15, 16 and 17 respectively. However, I am not really worried since it's Dallas Goddard. He has been the second most reliable fantasy tight end outside of the cheat code that is Travis Kelsey this year, you know, when he's playing. Um, This year, he has only two games outside the top 12 in fantasy 
The only person who has less than that is Travis Kelsey. Well, I think he has one game outside of the top 12 and no other tight end has two or, or fewer games outside of the top 12. Everybody has at least three um, or more. I think he can be a reliable tight end for you. And that in and of itself can be the difference maker come playoffs. And that's why I would be trading for Dallas Goddard now before he's, I mean, you can't trade him when he comes back because the eligibility window will be shut, but you know, you're going to probably still have to entice your prospective trade partner with something really good, but I think it will be worth it for Dallas Goddard's, you know, reliable nature in playoffs and it'll make a difference. Uh, guy I'm trading for Rashad white, uh, Tampa Bay's running back. He started the last game. I know Fournette and him both kind of split work, but he had a pretty good game versus the Seahawks. I just think he is more explosive, looks fresher. Fournette, you know, he's hauling a pickup truck, basically. That's what it looks like on the field. He's just slow. And I mean, just the team, the offense looks better when White's out there. I think they see that coming off the bye, uh, another week to practice as a starter. There's a legit chance where White is a weekly flex play, even if Fournette's getting 10 to 15 touches per game. And if Fournette gets hurt, White is a massive superstar in the waiting. All right. So this might be a little spicy with who the quarterback is there. Be careful, though. But I'm going spicy. I'm, I'm going Cortland Sutton. He's the Back number to one. The well. <laughs> <laughs> number one target there for uh Mr. Spicy himself. Now, I'm not saying trade the moon and the stars for Sutton, but you could swap some bench pieces to get Sutton, and I would do that. We know he's a decent athlete. He's made some amazing catches this season. It's just this offense is so terrible and sluggish and just cannot score. Sutton is still averaging nine point one fantasy points a week. Just he's just a top thirty-six wide receiver in numbers, but you need if you need to start two wide receivers in a flex, three wide receivers in a flex, then a top thirty-six wide receiver is worth having on your team. The Broncos played the Panthers this week, then the the Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, and then the Chiefs again in the fantasy championship. It's a pretty favorable schedule for the wide receiver position. The Cardinals are the only team out of them uh, that's not in the bottom 10 of fantasy, fantasy points giving up to the wide receiver position. So yeah, it's not a huge jump. Uh, but if you could trade pennies for a nickel and show up your flex spot, I would do that with Cortland Sutton. You know, uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, sorry, I just want to say I like that a lot. I just, it would have to be the perfect value. You could, you could not give too much up because it, yeah, yeah. I really want this Marcos offense to succeed just because, you know. He's also a guy that if, whenever you're playing him, you just don't watch the game. Yeah. yeah that's another thing that's kind of hard. You know, yeah. it's like, I mean, are we really going to watch more than five highlights of them on offense <laughs> on red zone? I mean, no, probably not until the game to the end of the game. He's like, oh, wow. the thing is, is that he's going to be one highlight for sure every game. Oh uh, yeah, he's yeah. He's, he catches catch. two deep balls, and then yeah. Kendall Hilton catches two more. You're like, what? <laughs> Hilton. Uh, yeah. And the thing like uh, Dallas Goddard County, I completely agree. I don't think I don't think the matches matter to him. He's 
the Eagles miss him so much on mm-hmm. Sunday, and it's very obvious that he is the second best uh, pass catcher on the team. It's not even, it's not even close. Like Smith is great, mm-hmm. but Dallas Goddard opens up the middle of the field that is so. I mean, better for Hurts and everybody else. Yeah. I mean, if you got a bench, if you got a bench spot to burn, easy because. I'm sure the Dallas Goddard manager oh, is on IR. So you, you yeah. come if you him on you came on IR too, yeah. I would hold him because he said because he said he'll be ready by the Bears game. Mm. And yeah, and you've you've seen the difference in the games that he's either been injured or not, you know, not played. One they lost to to Washington, and then they almost lost to to Indy. Both games he was you know didn't play all of it. So yeah, he makes it. He does make a difference for sure. And then if you can get Rashad White, Ryan, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, that's that's the hardest thing is where do you where can you go with Tampa, that? Tampa Bay's coach said today that they're going to run with the hot hand, oh. and that's been Rashad White. So oh, they ha- they're in, they have to win. It, it's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't worry about people's feelings anymore. It's all it's yeah. over now. You you're yeah. too, a little too deep in the hole. If you want to get, you know. The third spot, I mean, they're going to win the division. That's not the problem. But, you know, you're trying to fight for a playoff spot. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying the Falcons are winning the division. I'm not doing it. I don't it. know. That division is messy. That division no, is I'm really messy. I saw the Falcons lose to the freaking Panthers. Get blown out. Not in it. All right, let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. Keone's Got Characters. Oh, boy. Hey, yo, uh, it's another edition of Keone's Characters. Who's he going to be? So and this one will be While He Gritties. <laughs> <laughs> so, Keone. Uh, so, if you guys haven't seen any of these, we give Keone a fantasy football topic and give him a character to explain the topic oh, oh. In, in character. So, Keone, can Deontay Foreman keep his pace up and finish as a top 24 running back this season? And can you do it as Charlie Brown? So, if you want to see all of these Keone's got characters, go ahead and head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Media. We have all of them up there now. So you can, uh, if you haven't seen them, or if you want to go rewatch them, you can do all of that. So as of now, Deontay Foreman is the running back 36 on the season. But since Christian McCaffrey was traded, he's the running back 12. He would have to pass big names like James Robinson, DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, Cordell Patterson, David Montgomery, Ezekiel Elliott. Some names he can pass. Some might be a little bit harder to, like Jonathan Taylor. Now, of course, there's players like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Breeze Hall, or Khalil Herbert. He will probably be able to pass all of them because they've been placed on IR. But, oh man, it's going to be a hard stretch to move 12 spots. Keone, can Deontay Foreman keep up his pace and finish as a top 24 running back this season? Uh, hello, Anthony. Hey, I'm for finish as a top 24 pick by the end of the season. Depending on your scoring, 
You're somewhere between RB40 and RB50. But let's go with that RB36. That's a tough range to get out of, not only because he has to surpass a dozen players to get into the top 24, he has to have the players in the top 24 not perform in the drop sports. That's a lot of ground to cover, like kicking a football held by Susie. Ah! <clears throat> well, her face has been gained out of late, having three games with 118 yards or more, and averaging a touchdown, a game over the last, a touchdown a game over the last four games. He has 30 to 40 fantasy points to cover by the end of the season. Let's say the RB44 is averaging 10 to 12 points per game. And in his last five games, Foreman is averaging around 14.5. If we go based on that, now the current RB24 will finish between 170 and 190 fantasy points. If they play all seven games, Foreman has a bye. So he only plays six games, which really hurts him. Based on where he currently stands, he would finish outside the one, that 170 mark by around six points. Yeah, it Depends on what the Great Pumpkin says. If he was lighting it up, like, uh, before McCaffrey left, this might be a different argument. But I think it's a really tough gap to close. And he has some favorable matchups. With the Seahawks, the Panthers, the Steelers, and the Saints. But if you take his average in the first three games, that's only 22 fantasy points per game. And let's say he finishes at five fantasy points in the other two, with Denver and the Bucks, that has him finishing only 165. If I did my math right, that's below 170. <laughs> I miscalculated again. So, he'd have to at least get 22 yards in each of those games, in those four good games, and then at least maybe 10 in the other two to get above 170. I don't think he's going to do that. He's great. But it's a different argument if he started the season as the lead back. Unfortunately, he was too late to the party. And it ended up out, he's going to end up outside the top 24. <laughs> Were you supposed to be Charlie Brown or Charlie Brown's parents? You know what? what? I honestly have no idea what Charlie Brown's like sounds off off the top of my head. So I threw an audible in there. (laughs) So happy Thanksgiving from the great pumpkin and, you know, Lionel or whatever. Snoopy, Snoopy and not Lionel Richie. Um, (laughs) um, Snoopy and Woodstock, you know, yeah, I just know Charlie Brown yells in the air and he falls, you know, on the ground after getting missing a football kick. But so there you go. That was that was my interpretation of Charlie Brown ish that the, the Charlie Brown universe. Yeah, I feel you. Works. So there you go. I think yeah, yeah, I agree with uh, I agree with what you said, too. Mm. Like Foreman's had some easy matchups and that's why he's. Averaging some touchdowns here. Uh, and he's going to have to keep scoring and I just, I wouldn't count on it. If he wasn't right. so, yeah, if he wasn't so far back, it would like, yeah, that's the thing. Sure. Like nobody's going to stop. Like there's those top 24 backs are not going to stop scoring, you know? So he has to make up the yards or the points and then some. Mm-hmm. So 
All right, let's move on. This is a new segment, special edition segment for Thanksgiving. This is the I'm Thankful. And if you do, could thank me now. And oh my goodness, you're welcome. You're welcome. So who is someone that you are thankful to start this week in fantasy football? James Conner. Going into Chargers defense. Do I need to say more? <laughs> do I need to say more? Please do. Listen, uh, I understand he was super injury prone. You probably He's probably your flex play at this point because he probably had to get another RB2. But man, if he's a flex play, you are in great territory. We all know the Chargers, the Chargers struggle against the run. If this offense is with Colt McCoy, I expect a lot of dump downs. And even if it's with Kyler Murray, um, there's a better chance that I think James Carter gets in the end zone simply because Kyler Murray's ability to run, you know, makes it so that they have to focus on him and not so much James Carter. James Carter walking in. So I'm guaranteeing a touchdown for James Carter. That will have me thankful. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, this one might be a little obvious, but I am super thankful for Kenneth Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Since Rashad Penny went down in week five, Walker has taken over this backfield. He's been a top 24 running back every week, averaging 19.7 touches, 103.1 yards, 1.2 touchdowns, and 18.3 fantasy points a game since since Penny went down. Uh, coming off the bye, the Seahawks play the Raiders, a bottom three defense against the running back position, and Walker is pretty much the only back in Seattle, averaging 73.5% of the offensive snaps since week five. And his snap percentage has either stayed the same or gone up every single week. They're just giving him more and more play. I am really starting all of the Seahawks this week. Geno Smith, DK, Tyler Lockett, and I am especially starting Kenneth Walker. So now at this point, he he has to move to either, you know, Dallas or Houston Hmm. or... Whatever other team, don't wish that. Don't wish that on him. I understand that, <laughs> no, but, but if no he's going to really be go to Houston, if he's going to really be Kenneth Walker, Texas Ranger, it. we can just change it to Seattle. Seattle, Ranger. okay, whatever, whatever. He doesn't deserve that, bro. Fair yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We're supposed to be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but you're going to be punished. <laughs> um, I am thankful for Latavius Murray. Uh, because, you know, he was a waiver wire pickup earlier this season. Um, been on, you know, my bench earlier or this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think I picked him up earlier this year. Yeah. Um, but whether you picked him up earlier this year or this week, based off on our advice, you know, you should be playing him in this matchup. Um, the path has cleared before him. The proverbial Red Sea of running backs in his way has parted. With the departure of Melvin Gordon and earlier the season ending injury, unfortunately, to Javante Williams, which set this up, you know, him coming to the Broncos. While this offense is not great, he seems to be a bright spot and will get a lot of touches as a result. Since his first game playing with Denver in week six, he has had three games with 15 or more touches and he has been used in the passing game every single week with the Broncos. 
Uh, he has also has three touchdowns in the past four games, which is huge for the running back position, huge for any position, but still that really helps pad out, you know, those fantasy games. If, you know, you just get yards, you'd like that extra touchdown to make it a, a difference maker. Um, they face the 26th ranked run defense in the Carolina Panthers, which have allowed nine touchdowns to the running back position this year. Um, they have been stout at times, but Murray can definitely be an RB two this week and moving forward. And for that, I am thankful. And, uh, they traded for chase Edmonds at the trade mm-hmm. deadline. He went on IRR. So. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the last guy I'm thankful to play, Jeff Wilson, going against Houston. Uh, there, anyway, there's a chance Houston or Houston probably doesn't even score. So they score seven points and they allow like Dolphins to score 40. I don't even know. Kyrie can get off, Wild can get off. And Wilson, a guy who's been RB10 and RB6, his two weeks with the Dolphins. I mean, over 100 yards rushing last time he was out, touchdowns in both games. He and Mostert can share the backfield. They can both be fantasy relevant. But to me, Wilson has outperformed Mostert. He's getting a lot of touches. And I think Mo- I think uh, Wilson gets in the end zone again. I'm going, you know, I, I'm guaranteeing both the guys I picked who are thankful for get in the end zone, making everyone else very thankful. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing touchdowns like Oprah handing out cars, bro. You get a touchdown. <laughs> you get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. I'm guaranteeing touchdowns. Good. And thankfully, they don't have to pay the insurance on those touchdowns. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but you uh, should be paying our Patreon. Subscribe there. Uh, my last player I am thankful for is going to be Terry, Terry McLaurin. Pass me a Heineke. This is also a pro Taylor Heineken opinion here. Since Heineke has taken over, McLaurin has averaged 8.6 targets a game, 85 yards, and 12.4 fantasy points. This week they go against the Falcons, who are 31st in fantasy points, given up to the wide receiver position, giving up the most receptions and receiving yards to wide receivers. McLaurin is still the alpha on this team, even with Jahan Dotson's return two weeks ago. Um, I I really like the way that uh, Taylor Heineke throws the ball down the field. He's not afraid to sling the thing. And Terry McLaurin is a good enough wide receiver to go get the ball. So I am super thankful that Terry McLaurin's coming up. Mm. Also, do you like Taylor Heineke? I think he gets like a new pair of like a color of Jordans or yeah. based off the team that he, that he beats. That's, mm-hmm. I like that's, that's like flex him. That's yeah. yeah. Um, Another guy who just flex is flexing in the way just he plays in general is Jalen Hurts. Um, he faces a supposedly, you know, tough defense versus the position in the Green Bay Packers this week, but he has been a stalwart in one of my leagues since the beginning of the year. Um, he has only finished outside the top 10 in half PPR two times, which is tied with both Mahomes and Allen. That's great company to be in. Um, he is a top five quarterback at minimum and a top three, depending on your scoring. He runs the ball well, and this Eagles team is playing well with, you know, their nine and one record. Um, he has the fourth most rushing yards among quarterbacks with 443 and the most rushing touchdowns with eight. Um, 
I might have included him in an attempt in a big trade earlier after getting Justin Fields, but it wasn't accepted, thankfully, um, since Justin Fields might not play the rest of the season. Um, so thank you, Jalen Hurts, for guiding my fantasy team from the brink of defeat to actually still being a potential, making a potential playoff hunt. So for this week and, you know, throughout the entire season, just thank you, Jalen Hurts. All right, that'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get all of our content, including articles to help you win your fantasy football leagues, head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com. Follow us, follow along with us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at FF Daydreamers. If you guys want to see Keone Gritty, it's going to be a fun video. I cannot wait for it. Uh, come hang out with us on Twitch, Mondays and Wednesday nights, twitch.com slash daydream media. Follow along there. Click that notification bell so that way you never miss whenever we go live. Tell your friends because we're helping you guys bring home belts. Look, look at my belt. That's from last season. You know, I'm going to get another one this year or just keep that one where it is. Uh, so go ahead and tell your friends where you're getting the best fantasy football advice. And you got to remember, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Wish everyone happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you guys on the Twitch. Thank you for Keone, JJ, producer Ian. You guys are all amazing. Thank you for my family. I love you, Twitch. I love you guys. Stay dreaming.